Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Clubhouse. It is I, your host, joined by, as usual, Dragon and HP. Uh, it's been a bit. It's been a bit of a tough episode. It's been tough to get the episode started. So please bear with us. We've had some technical difficulties, mainly on HB side, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Right. We're gonna need a video it's soon a because I'm shaking my head. We're gonna need a video soon so that we can see people can see me shake my head. Right. There's Rupert even feedback when you shake your head. But anyway, <laughs> clearly you can tell clearly you can tell that these guys are all good. So we're not even we're gonna skip the pleasantries because apparently we're on borrowed time. But anyway, not gonna <laughs> not gonna delve into that. But we're gonna skip the pleasantries and get stuck straight into it. I mean, what was this? Match day three? Match day three wasn't bad. Or was it match day four? Yeah,我们我们每天最近为什么你们说的这么一样？就是，就是，就是，就是，就是，就是，就是，就是，就是，就是，就是，就是，就是，就是，就是，就是，就是，就是，就是，就是，就是，就是，就是，就是，就是，
Uh, for instance, they're going to this game with a 7-1 split. What that automatically means is uh, they've only got one back on the bench, and that back happens to be a scrum off. Uh, Faf de Klerk, I think, becomes the stand-in fly-off between him and Colby or mm-hmm. Vilimsa. And mm-hmm. those guys all rotate into those uh, whichever positions because of their utility um, standing. Let's call it utility standing. Now, this works well when everything goes away, right? We're assuming there's going to be no injuries. We're assuming that no one's going to have an off day and you really need to take him off. I mean, if you look back to, I think it was Raymond Rule, um, there was a game they played in New Zealand. And <laughs> New Zealand kicked the ball to him every kickoff. And he just had a shocker. So, you know, that, you get that, one of those games. That was the game that ended his Springbok period because I don't think he played for the box after that. I think he had like <laughs> one or two games after because at that time they were struggling. <laughs> I mean, there was a time Skosan was also in, in that side. And um, yeah. But yeah, like you're saying, it did, it did pretty much. They were there. Yeah. But yeah. interesting, interesting news. Uh, South Africa are going to wear the white jersey with the hyper-jade collar. The alternate kit is not working. I'm not a Springbok supporter, but... I don't know, man. These alternate work. kits are disgusting. Did you see the Wales one the other day? Oh, no, that's 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 horrendous. But I, but I don't the, know. The, I think the, the, the South African one is pretty dope. I actually like it. Nah, sir. You like it? I, I love it. it. It's awesome. No. Ah, you people have no taste, man. It's abstract. When you look at it and you look at the detail, <laughs> it's pretty, pretty, pretty nice. It's pretty dope. I think it's pretty, pretty cool. Would you buy it if it was on discount? <laughs> it's a South African jersey. It's about a hundred percent discount, eh? <laughs> no, it's a Springbok jersey. I'm never gonna buy a Springbok jersey. The one alternate kit <sighs> that I actually really like is the England one. Yeah, I like that. I also like that one. I think it's pretty cool. But having said that, the you know, it's an England jersey as well. So it's just I, I know. Of, and my wife like, even liked it. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll say I'm buying it for you. And then on the odd day when, you know, I just kind of put it on and pretend I've done nothing wrong. <laughs> That is quite interesting. That is quite interesting. (laughs) But just a quick check, guys. This issue now with uh, Eddie Jones. Man, oh, man. Yeah. There are plenty of issues with Eddie Jones. Please be specific. Now we're done. Okay. That one, the one we discussed three years ago, last year, the year before that. That I've been telling all these guys about. That's yeah. right. You should, have, you should have quit after Japan, after coaching Japan to that famous win. Did you know that Eddie Jones was part of the last Springbok squad that Habana was in the World Cup? Yes. We did yeah. know that. He, he consulted. What's your point? I just I, I found that out over the weekend when Habana was telling us how much of a great guy he is during the Australia Fiji game, and I was like, oh, "Okay, cool." We won't take know. it away from him. He's 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 a character that makes rugby fun. <laughs> but um, I think he's stubborn, and you know what? It's it's a problem. I think it's a challenge that I'm finding. I mean, there's a lot of coaches right now that are also quite loud. I mean, Clive Woodward suddenly. He knows it all. I mean, yes, you won a World Cup. We we give you that, but good Lord. He's also giving everyone a mouthful. But Eddie, I think the biggest challenge for me is that Eddie came in and probably dismantled what Reigns had built. You know, I, I started looking at the second row, for example. Yeah. Last year, we were talking about Darcy Swain and how yeah. the dude came in and was you know, when he was brought into that side, he made a massive impact, you know, and that's when suddenly Australia's tight five, I'm not saying it was him alone, 
But um, with you know, you look at the guys that were left out. So Darcy Swain, Pete Samu, guys like that. When they were in that side, and Rins was coaching them, the Australian tight five or the Australian pack rather was they they were looking like uh, something to be reckoned with, a force to be reckoned with. And now suddenly you look at it, it just seems like there isn't much happening. It seems like yes, we talk about building for the future, but I'm sorry, World Cup's about the here and now, right? Um, <laughs> no, no, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be funny. When you look at where New Zealand are right now, right? New Zealand went for this whole thing. Yes, we did it in 2011, and then we backed it up in 2015. Is it really work? Did it really work when we tried to do it again in 2019? No, it didn't, right? Mm. South Africa get a new coach. He comes in 2018, 2017, late 2017, coming into 2018. He comes in, he changes that team suddenly. He does whatever he does. He wins a World Cup. It's it's really about the here and now. You know what I mean? Don't don't sell us down the river. Yes, you can you can you can put in blood youngsters. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with blooding youngsters, but I think Australia rugby made a mistake by giving him seven years, firstly. Secondly, allowing him to get away with that nonsense of leaving crucial players out of that side is absolutely... Hooper. Quade, Hooper. I mean, Guys, dude, like I'm saying, Samu. The way Australia got dominated at the, at the breakdown on Saturday, on Sunday, you needed Hooper and you needed Samu. I mean, 100%. you needed them. You needed them. And the but problem is that... You can't do it. No, he can't do it by himself. This other Hooper is a good player, but he was not ready for that level. You know, Tom Hooper, not ready for that level at all. You know, 100%. and it's it's sad that because now and look, look, I'll respect Eddie Jones because he came out and he said, look, maybe that's my stuff up. But this is what we're trying to build. The problem is that the excuse of saying we want to use players who have not lost a lot before. But we're going to do that by using young players who are going to lose a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Injecting the losing feelings into them early so they know what to expect. They've won one game. They've won one game from seven. And it's been Georgia, who, again, if Georgia really wanted it, they could have taken that game. So... They were believing... It's 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 a it's a worry, and look, it's always easy from the side, you know. The armchair pundit is always right, as he said. But at the end of the day, I think some point there needs to be a level of humility here, and not try and say, "What shot are you going to take at me?" You've left behind arguably the best, the best back rower that Australia has had, you know. Yeah in the past 10, 15 years, you know, you've left him behind. And a a guy who single-handedly actually has kept the Wallabies afloat. You've left him behind. You've left behind a guy who, yes, he's had a tough road, but who you know has got mental toughness, especially after what Brad Thorne put him through, you know, when he was refusing to pick him because he didn't like the way he treated Richie McCaw. Like, come on, seriously? <laughs> You've <laughs> left guys like James O'Connor who yep. have experience. You've left someone like Tom Wright and you've picked Vunivalu. No offense to the guy. You know, you were great at the Melbourne Storm, but at but the Wallace, He hasn't done much. He hasn't done much. This is a guy who had been carrying a hamstring injury since he moved to Super Rugby, essentially. You know? Uh, it's 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 such a worry, and there's a big weight on the shoulders of Karevi. I mean, that last it, that seventy around about the seventy fifth, seventy sixth minute, when they were playing the kick tennis and ping pong that people were jeering about, that was a statement of note. That was a statement that Fiji, despite the fact that they lack Caleb Munts, they won that kicking that kicking battle. They won it, and they won it decisively. They were more accurate with the kicks. The the kick selection was a lot better. 
and 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 it and it showed. And they were patient. This is a Fiji team that was patient. And it was they were the first island side that I've seen be that patient in a while. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So, ish. yeah, but, man. But you know what? I don't know. You know, like you say, Gav, you're, you're right. You're very right in saying what you're saying. And you know, when you look at the bigger picture, Australia, and everything that we've seen happen, the number of injuries, um, we know that probably you'd probably find easily eight different players that would have been there but are out injured, etc. But it's times like this where you need that experience. That experience needs to come in and, and make the difference, right? So, I mean, Pattaya, for example. The reason why Pattaya could kick the ball out of hand when they're attacking, you know, aimlessly, is because there's no one outside him or, you know, inside that is really marshalling him. Karevi is too busy trying to manage everything else around him that he cannot focus on his own game. And he fell short in terms of that playing that seniority role. And you also need someone that's going to help you control the game. So you need a Quaid, maybe a Jock, um, that will be that will be on the inside, that is controlling what he is and running, you know, being a game driver um, and, mo- and, and moving that game. You know, it allows everyone else outside to, you know, take his lead. You know, he leads, they follow kind of situation. And that wasn't there. You can see it. And Carter Gordon, like we, we've said it multiple times here, that he's he's a player for the future, definitely. But where Australia are right now and with everything that's going on, they need cool heads. They need old heads. They need guys that have been around the block. And it's not that they don't have them. They just, they've chosen not to use them. I think for me, Australia, although not Australia, but the Wallabies right now are reminiscent of of Matthew Tate. I'll tell you why. Do you remember Matthew Tate? Yeah, I, I really like that guy. <clears throat> HB, do you rem- do you know Matthew Tate? Have you ever heard about this no. guy? No. This dude is possibly the most talented rugby player that England have produced in the modern era in terms of capability and talent. But he was thrown in the deep end. In the deep end. This guy was still in school. He was 18 years old. Mm-hmm. And he was picked for the Six Nations by, I think it was Andy Robinson at the time. His first game for England was starting in the midfield against Wales. And then he ran into, into a chap called Gavin Henson who proceeded to pick him up, basically pull his legs out from under him and carry him backwards as if he was carrying someone to the bedroom (laughs) and dumped the kid on his back. That was the end of Matthew Tate for the next five, six years. Did not see him starting for England again. Yeah. And this guy was a player and a half. He had everything, skills, he had pace, but you never saw him in the midfield again. He then started to play 15, maybe wing the odd time. But the fact was he was was given too much to handle far too soon. And this Australia team, it is one for the future, and it's going to be a bloody good team in the future. But again, like you said, they need a team for the now. That's the thing, dude. We too much, too soon. I, it's, it, you know what? It's good for Fiji, and we're not playing down the Fiji victory. I think that was brilliant. It'll always be brilliant. <laughs> it's just to an extent, you'd have really have loved Fiji to put on that performance against a um, a top. Australian side, if you can say that. It was a good side that they played, but you wanted them to play an even better side. And I still think they would have gotten the result. Um, but yeah, I mean, look. Look, 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 hold on a minute. This is a Fiji team whose top goal, whose goal kicker came off in like the 40, it came off fairly early, like 46th minute or something. Yeah. Exactly. Who was playing 
who was running the game and handling the game. That he, was he injured when he came off? I never, I yeah, didn't he was quite cramping. That bit. Yep. Okay. He was cramping he was badly. He was cramping badly. So, I mean, this is a Fiji team that actually should have won by more. I think they should have put more points on because when he came off, there was a there was a lack of control. There was a very patchy 10, yeah. 10 15 minutes where Frank Lomani took took a long time to to settle. But when he did settle, he closed the game out, you know. But that fifteen minute purple patch, and you know, it could have it could have been it could have easily swung the other way. Easily well, swung the other way. Let's not forget that that game should not even have been that close. That dodgy try that was given. I mean, that's Dude, fantastic. Jeez. And let, let's 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 not even start with the refs this weekend. They had the they had the propensity to mess up every game. That that Australia try was should have been disallowed on so many levels. Just and he was terrible. looking right at it. He was looking right at it. That's what pisses me yeah. off. But to and the VAR also laid a slide. Like, he's the only ref that has called something that, particularly in the scrums, and it's and that was the the one thing that actually let me you know it cooled me down a bit. In that the turf keeps coming up, and teams are being blown for problems due to the turf. And he was the only ref in the last two weeks that has actually said, "Guys, we need to reset it and we need to move." It was an Andrew Brace. It was. There was the scum. No. Yes. It was the Georgian guy. Well, no, well, I may wait. Okay, maybe, so he was the second one. He called it, was, it because it was in the seventieth minute. Um, actually, Australia. I thought Australia were going to get given the penalty, and um, they slipped. It, so the it, was, it was. It was not the Georgian who'd actually given the penalty. Then he was like, "Oh, wait, hold on a minute. No, 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 no. Let's move to he the side." Given the, the penalty. You're tournament. right. Yes, he had given the penalty. Yeah, and then he and then he decided, you know what, let's go. And and that's that's those are the small things. But I mean, yeah, I mean the refereeing has not been great. Um, Fiji played damn well. Otia and uh, and this two is over. Two is over. Okay, they're, they're not really twins. It's just that they're, they're these two short. I think what 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 what, what what what's being exposed here, unfortunately, is that. The lack of accountability now for these referees is what's being exposed. Because we see it all the yeah. time, right? Where, you know, again, like I say, I always go on this rant, but we we love to, to present ourselves as a certain way, but that means we end up turning our cheek to something, turning a blind eye to certain things, right? Like, I mean, if the refing is poor, let it be known it's poor. Let's... Mm-hmm. You don't go on the offensive and double down and say, no, 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 no. He was right. You're all wrong. But we're the, we're the supporters. Without the supporters, you don't get the professional game, right? Without people paying for the tickets, these stadiums shut down. So at some point, World Rugby also needs to, they need to meet people halfway and say, okay, fine, we understand. You know, maybe we'll send him back to get better, to get more experience. But there's this sort of air where, the ref is almost more important and is beyond reproach, which you can't have. Yeah. And the ref sure. and the VAR are also, sometimes you find them backing each other. Hey, 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 This is not soccer. This is not soccer. This is not soccer, my man. What do you call that? The fourth match What are you... Dude, he's been called the VAR during this Rugby World Cup. Been called by the you? VAR, so it's been called by, by the video, system, video by everything. <laughs> so by then you. you do you don't want to call it that because you are linking them to football. Fine. Let me get back to my point to interjecting people. <laughs> 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 the TMO and the ref are backing each other up in some instances, and it's it's sort of like you hear it whenever they say. Um, on-field decision is this. It, 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 it turns to play out like that unless it's something that's very fragrant. But the ref and the TMO are really... Like, this past weekend was was a, a good example of them pushing the boundaries a lot. The England game, 
against Japan. Had a few calls there where we were all questioning, like, what the hell is going on here? The Fiji game, mm, they sort of controlled it and pulled it back. But the first half was bad. But you talk about the Fiji game. It it really, it's it's irritating how a a, 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 a TMO would come in on something that is not that hectic. But he does not come in when a try is scored after a player plays the ball on plays the man on the ground. Yep. It's, the inconsistency is sickening. That is, the, that, is that is the problem with the entire officiating. If it was consistent that we knew that you can play the ball on the ground on this entire tournament, it would be great. But because um like we spoke about Creel's um tackle, which was not a red but um, there's someone who had a tackle that was similar the night before. That was a red. That oh, inconsistency. Dude. The fact of it is, the fact of the matter is that Curry is not playing for two. He's missing two games because of a very similar situation of which, you know, right. we've we've got to find that consistency. We've got to be able to say. Everyone is blowing the same. They're all being, you know, at least showing a level of impartiality. But at the moment, I don't know. There's something that's very wrong. And like Gavin said, they need to make a plan. And there has to be some sort of the way they're sending players to tackle school and all sorts of crap. It needs to happen to the referees as well. Go back, learn you whatever you need to learn, and then come back. If it's policing the breakdown where you're struggling, go and do that. It's funny. I was um, I was watching a match uh, at a particular place, and I was sitting next to a ref. And mm-hmm. I strictly remember this. It was so funny. There was a try that was scored where the guy who who there, it was a chip. The guy who retrieved the chip was a good full step ahead. Of the of the kicker, mm-hmm. clear, clear as day, and then obviously the try was given. Then there was complaining. Then this ref turns to me and, and they say, "Well, it was not clear and obvious. He it he was only a step ahead, and the <laughs> angle as well. You can't tell beyond doubt." And you're like, "Are we refereeing a rugby match here, or, or are we? Are we?" Oh, are we in the court of law? This is it now. Now, now suddenly we, we've got. Uh, it has to be beyond reasonable doubt. And 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 it's and what's what's sad is that they start to back each other, and it, it's almost like a very defensive movement. No, 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 no. They, they, we we can't question each other, but you have to, or they can't question each other publicly. Publicly, but you have to at this point because people are bang bang for blood. Yes. You know, people, people, it, it exacerbates the situation and there needs to be that discourse. You know, it needs to be that there needs to be a discourse between the referees, the supporters and the players, because ultimately it's not a nice thing when the whole crowd is whistling because the ref made a terrible call. You know, you see. but having, but having said that though, gents, there have been some really good moments of refereeing though. Let's let's be honest. There have been some really, really good moments during this World Cup. Again, like that of saying, no, I gave the penalty, but sorry, I'm going to go back to scrum because the turf, the turf came up. Are you guys all right with that? You okay? Cool. Let's move on. That kind of thing. There have been some really, really good moments of refereeing. I think sometimes we're only seeing the bad, but we're not actually seeing the good. There have been some, some times where you're like, yeah, okay, I get that. We definitely should point and highlight some of those more often. Yes, agreed. I I hope we get a chance to do that. It's hard. It's hard. I mean, I watched that game, France and... uh, It was the France and Uruguay Uruguay game. Oh, what a game that was, man. That, that was bloody that, that call though, that, that disallowed try with the when the the center ran a short angle. 
Yes. I don't yes. know. Huh? Didn't I was in two minds about it. I was in two minds about it as well. Um, he didn't change his line, but I still feel uh, he didn't. To me, he didn't clearly obstruct the, the the defender. I think the defender could have done a lot more. He was just beaten. In my eyes, again, this is my I think the term. defender. I think the defender just saw that guy there and decided, look, easy way out. Let me not even attempt to tackle. Because if he wanted to, he could have done something. He didn't. I think they should have looked at the fact that the defender didn't attempt to move. He just stood behind the other player and it's said, look, point. he's threw his yeah. hands in the air. Which but the point, maybe the when they are reviewed next time. You are. Yeah, but the major point of contention was that the angle, the line was towards the defender's outside shoulder, not his inside shoulder. Yeah. So now you ask yourself, right, do the refs and the coaches actually communicate? Do they know how coaches coach? Because there is no value in running a line back towards someone's inside shoulder, especially if they're not over-drifting. They're always trying to... You're always trying to run at the gap, at the space, at the space between, at the space going at the inside defender, the defender who's supposed to drift onto you. You're trying to beat him into the space to his outside shoulder. 100%. It's a race into that space, generally. So then, then it becomes murky, right? Because now you can have a situation where the defender, the defender stuck on the wrong guy. That line was perfect because he didn't change his line. And that's what you're supposed to do. You run that line, but you don't make contact, though. You step away last second or whatever it is. But the defender himself, actually, and this is where exactly like HB is saying, from a coaching point of view, you are, you are supposed to be. But you're supposed to be taught defensively, how to swim through the decoy. These are simple, simple traits, simple defensive habits that you are taught at a young age. Because you don't see this so much in league anymore, happening in league, right? Because, yes, the defender will be held up, but very rarely do you see the defender just clattering into someone and then putting this, putting their arms up. No, because you're taught, you want to swim through the decoy. You've got to. And and that, that's the sad thing about it. But, I mean, that came for me, again, came down to a bit of, a lot of uh, poor calls, for my, in my opinion, from Ben O'Keefe. He actually had a shocker of a game, in my view, again. Um, I think enough times, again, when you look at how the scrum was blown, I felt um, there were a couple of times that Uruguay were hard done by. Um, I, 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 I beg to differ. Because yeah. I feel that the Uruguay lucid in that first 20 minutes was like, what the hell did I I'm, get myself into? No, he, he saw That's, fire. No, the first 20 minutes, he saw fire. Yeah, but they came but back. But then he, he, he readjusted back. and then he they was adjusted good. adjusted and they came back. This is it. And they settled, right? And then now when they, after they had settled, the ref had already made up his mind that the French scrum was the more dominant. At least that's what it looked like, again, to me. But he, you, he had already made up his mind that it was dominant. Did you see the adjustment he'd made with his inside foot? That loose head? No. I didn't uh, take a look at that. Watch it. Watch it again. I'll rewatch it. I'll rewatch it. I thought you were the prop, mate. I thought you were the prop. It's hard being, it's hard being a, a fan. <laughs> I'll be honest. It does it's been tough watching these, these. These games have been tough to watch because once I see a big team seeing fire, I become a, a real rugby fan. I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm forgetting most of the things that I'm watching. I'm just like, oh, damn, this is going to happen. <laughs> this is going to happen, guys. <laughs> what did you guys think important. about? What? Yeah. Yeah. That, the, the second disallowed try from France. Second no one remembers it. The, the second allowed to try in that game from where France scored, but the ref called it back. He said he was intentionally kicking the ball through the ruck. Yeah, well, uh, what you more call him? Try. Um, oh, this allowed try. You're not allowed to be I was neighbors. 
Although, what? to be fair, he actually was not looking at the ball. It was kicked in error. Did you... Did really show us his was, face, though? He was genuinely looking... He was When he was cleaning, you could see he was genuinely cleaning. To me, it looked like he was genuinely cleaning. He looked, he pumped his legs, pumped his legs. The ball became collateral damage. It got kicked out. And... And he picked it up, and he went all the way to score. And of which, you know what? He's played on the wing before. Eh? Just, just to put it out there, <laughs> as well. Yes. So, you know, he's got wheels. He's got burners. But yes, it's not allowed. I guess it was quite technical. But again, when I rewatched it and I saw the replay, I was like, okay, he's literally just trying to clean, and the ball happened to be kicked during that process and came out. That's my. That's how I viewed it. Yeah. If you want Burnus, but the game was over. It's all Grant Williams, mate. That's Burnus. Yo, that guy is quick. Eh? Mm. That, that guy is mm. quick. Mm. 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 It was that rude. Yo, 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 yo. It was rude. Uh, guys, that guy is quick. If there's one thing SA have got, now they've got pace this time. They've got pace in heaps. Yeah, they, that, do. they do. That was rude. But anyway, Chance, um, I think, yeah, we're not even going to talk about the 70s results because, I mean, it's pretty simple. Cam Roygaard had the game of his life. Ian De Groot, anyway, hit the box. I, I, awesome. I don't want to, that kid is, you know, not that he's disappointing. I think when I look at, what worries me about um, De Groot and then also having watched Will Jordan in that first game, is there an element of there not being enough old heads to cool these young guys down? Or yeah. the, old heads are, the old heads are there, but maybe the right type of old heads, you know, the guys that will be like, listen, listen, guys, this is not, this is not, we're no longer at Super Rugby, uh, we're not at Rugby Championship. This level that we're at, we cannot afford to make stupid errors. This is where we want your A game every 80 minutes that we play for I the next eight games. There are, are some old heads there, but the old heads at the moment are too busy <laughs> trying to keep, trying to cover for everybody. And it's it's one of those where, I mean, Kane was out, yeah. Frizzell was out. There's two old heads right there, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Joe Moody's not in the squad. I think the props are are the All Blacks' biggest weakness at this point, at the moment. I think the props are the biggest weakness. Yeah, they need to figure that out, and well, they need to figure it out quick, fast. How are they going to figure it out? It's too late, isn't it? The only gamble. Um, <laughs> okay, so obviously the, the, Groot, the Groot is gone. The Groot is gone. That mm-hmm. much we do. Um, they've got a very young, good kid in in Williams. You know, it's just that he's still a bit green. So Williams is a bit green, but I actually think, given how Nepo is playing, they may as well give Tamaiti a, a chance, right? In terms of loose heads, with the Groot being out for the next two games, Offa is still a very good option. He still brings a little bit of power. Loose head is not as um, is not as challenging as tight head. So I think give it a go. They really need to, because as long as Lomax is not there, we're in trouble. He is our best scrummaging tight head or the All Blacks' best scrummaging tight head. Sorry, I, I, again, I told you guys I'm a fan at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lomax is the best scrummaging tight head in that All Black squad. Nipo has not been at his best for some time. Um, just hasn't shown up. But if you're going to get to a situation where you're going into a knock- knockout game, you have to have given Tamaiti enough time for him and yeah. Fletcher. Fletcher is also good. Don't get me wrong, but Williams is, to me, is 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 next level. Mm. But he needs True. game time, and he needs it now. True. True. So let's let's move on quickly uh, mm. to the predictions for this weekend. What are we looking oh. at? Oh, this week. Well, starting starting with France, Namibia tomorrow night. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> are they giving these teams enough time to recover? 
why are we having games on Wednesday? There's enough time, dude. It's like nearly a week. Because no, you complain that you're bored. I, I definitely yeah, I mean, am I'm bored, just, but I also want to not to, to play full speed here. Let me be a got a six day turnaround. Oh wait, no, 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 they didn't. Mm-mm. It's a five it day didn't. turnaround. Yeah. No, no, Namibia played all blacks win. That was on a was it Thursday or Friday? Friday. Namibia played their last game on Friday. Yeah, but France are the ones that should be France played Thursday. So they all had the same turnaround. This is what you prepare for. It's not like listen. Dragon. That's not how Mets works. That's not how Mets works. No, no, my friend. France. That's not how that works. France, France, France played on Thursday last week. Okay. Yes. They are playing tomorrow. Namibia yes. played on Friday last week. They are so playing. Got a day less. Yes, that's not how that works. Was, when was the schedule released? The schedule was released. I'm guessing a month before. No. In fact, tomorrow is not is not France Namibia. It's on Thursday. But either way, France have an extra day of rest. The, the oh, schedule has been out. Who's tomorrow coming? is Italy, Uruguay. Oh, ah, okay. So then, what's the complaint here? I don't get what you're complaining about. I'm just saying you need to give people the same amount of rest time. It's not fair. It, Why are we it playing games? It, it alternates. It alternates. Yeah. France have played all the games pretty much on Thursday and Friday. So France are the ones that are seeing fire. When was the last time you watched Italy play? There we go. Italy played this past weekend. Against who? Who did they play? They, they, they had a bye this weekend, sorry. They played their first game. Oh, 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 so they didn't play this past weekend. No, they didn't. Ah, okay. So you see my point. When did Uruguay play? They played on Friday. Friday. They played Thursday, Thursday. last week. Thursday last week. Yes. Thursday. <laughs> Thursday. 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 And they're playing tomorrow. Yes. Mm-hmm. Fine. Anyway, tomorrow's game is uh, Italy versus Uruguay. <sighs> Italy are taking this. We all know this violence. I don't think it's that clear cut. What are you yeah. scheming? Ah, but I I think the rest is going to do Italy. Uruguay, Italy, Italy will will pull away, but I think Uruguay could give them a run for their money for the first 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, no, definitely. But that that, that squad is impressive. Eh? There's something happening down there. Guys, Which squad? Uruguay, dude. There's oh, well, something good. Most of their players play in France. And no, some of them in America, dude. And them in Chile. Uh, some guys are actually playing in their major league. Uh, really? Thirty of Shout the three from Chile's team play for the from Chile's squad play for the same club. For one club, they play for Southampton. How pissed off would you be if you played for another club in Chile? Because you're like, there's no team guy. Oh, well, <laughs> I, I don't want to say anything. I mean, when I look at it, you know. Why? No, I'm just saying I know situations that should be very similar, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) I will not be controversial. I will not. Let's focus on Rugby World Cup. Here we go. (laughs) Here we go. Italy by how much? Dragon. Uh, Italy by 40. Damn. Okay. HP? Italy by eight. Okay. I'll do I'll be I'll be in the middle. Italy by eighteen. On Thursday we've got France Namibia. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. mm. Mm. I'll go first. Sounds like 25. I know France by I was I was I was thinking this weekend when I yeah, wait, 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 wait. Ah France by forty. France by forty. I know it's Namibia. No, it's France by by sixty. 
Yeah, France by 60. The reason being, France made 13 changes. Yeah, they looked dodgy this last week. Yeah, mm. they made 13 changes. Dante is back. Cyril Bay is back. Okay. Yeah. Friday. Argentina Samoa. Oh. <laughs> All right, I got Argentina by 12. Mm. Okay, Argentina by... Argentina by 18. I'm going, to throw the cat amongst, I'm going to throw the cat amongst the pigeons. Samoa by six. I thought about it, but <laughs> I, just, I couldn't make the call, Jeff. I couldn't. Uh, those guys, you know, unfortunately, they're not like Fiji. Where they're making the right calls. They sometimes just... <laughs> Sometimes he lift. They need to fix um, their midfield. I think they need to change their midfield. Um, which I think was a bit was a bit on the Dutch side. Their pack is they've got a good pack, man. They do. They definitely do. Um, but you know, I expected a whole. You know, maybe they should have started Lima. Hmm. Maybe they mm. should have started Lima. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there was there was there was there was something that's not right. Something just wasn't quite there in that game. I think they, I think Lele Afano was a bit on the passive side, more of a game manager type guy. Yeah. But having said that, this was a Chile team that had been that had been giving people problems, gave Japan some issues. And they dispatched them quite easily. I mean, for, when, when did we ever talk about Samoa being able to, to score more tries? And this is against the Chile pack that was no pushover. Every single attempt that Japan had, they they dispatched re- with relative ease. Yeah. But, but you know, more, the more you watch this World Cup, right, it's also more and more that... That more tries are actually the thing at the moment. Yeah. Yep. But p- people are defending moles very well in this World Cup. Moles mm-hmm. are being that, the, the, def- the well. defense has also gone up. Yeah. I mean, Fiji's mole defense was phenomenal. Yeah, very good. That was very good. But there was a time where the ref didn't. You know, he he, he kind of let it. Linger, they mold. I think from the Australia mold from the twenty-two, no, from their sorry, from their 10, 10 meter line to about the next ten meter line. And I'm watching this, and I'm like, it's not moving. Why are you not calling it? It's it's you know the, 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 enough time has elapsed. Call it and tell them to use it. He wouldn't do it. Similar thing happened with England. England had a similar situation. They mold Japan all the way into their, I think into, into their twenty-two. And they're just not calling it. And I'm looking at this, I'm like, so you're waiting for them to stop this thing four times before you actually say, use it. It's a bit, yeah, again, inconsistency, but let's, let's leave it at that. That's cheap to be pedantic. Next game. Uh, next game that we have is on Saturday. The first game we have is Georgia versus Portugal. Mm. I think Georgia will will take it. I think Georgia by by fifteen. Georgia by thirty. I go Georgia by fifteen as well. I, I I don't think it'll be that high. I think Portugal are gonna fight them hard. So I was, I was worried about that Georgia by fifteen. I don't think Portugal are gonna be a walkover. Is it new to Portugal have a ten-year-old playing playing ten? <laughs> <laughs> he just looks young. Bruh, he just, uh, 
Jeez. He looks like a little... I'm like, this kid... Who, what? Surely surely they made a mistake. Surely. Uh, he's in there, bro. He's in he's there. In now. Uh, anyway, next game. Next game is England versus Chile. Oh. You know what? I'm, I'm not even going to act like England is going to do anything exciting here or anything. They're not going to put more than 40 on these guys. They are going to I, win, but they're not going to put more than 40. It's not, it's not happening. Chile England, had the week, week off, eh? Um, I think... Yeah. Didn't they play Japan? No, someone, sorry. They played someone this past weekend. Play some more, exactly. Oh, you play some more, yes. Oh, man. Okay, I think it'll be England by 37. England by 25. England by 40... 43. Jesus. All right. Many tries, mate. I'm backing... Oh, Faz is back, so he's going to need to get his jersey back. Someone is going to connect that own on Saturday. Someone is going to connect Farrell. I'm not even joking. They're going to smash him. What? Anyway, next game. Next game. The game of the weekend. South Africa, Ireland. (laughs) Well, yeah. I will give this one to Ireland, um, but I'll give it to Ireland by eight. Next stone. Seriously. I'll give Seriously. it to Ireland by eight. And and the only reason is, like I said, eventually at some point luck runs out. And I think that they will they are likely to suffer an injury and it's gonna throw everything into disarray. It's all well and good playing. Uh, Fafin the likes at 10 against uh, Wales who are jet. But this Irish side is brutal. They can punish you. They have frailties. But uh, yeah, they, they won't be that kind of side. Next one. I... I... Wow. Okay. Gav, what's your prediction? Kevin. Hello? He's gone silent there. What? What's your prediction? I said South Africa by eight. You disappeared. Oh, strange. Well, I'm back. South Africa by eight. I say South Africa by five. I just think... TSA going down. Ireland struggled at the breakdown with Tonga. Bandiaki, uh, he did get the better of Peter Aki, but I think Tonga was sloppy. Tonga should have finished off some chances, and yeah. that they should have. Tonga were very sloppy. It was actually, it was, it was so, it was disappointing. But I just think South Africa, that power game. And the sad part is, and this is why I predict I had had said Ireland might not make it out this group, or I said they won't, is because the pummeling that that Irish pack is going to get, whether they get through it or not, the next game against Scotland, they're going to be far too softened up. It requires you to get to an emotional high. And we know the Irish are a very emotive team. The Springboks, the it's, it's, it's within them. It's innate when you're a South African for, for these guys, right? It's innate. The whole physicality and rah. But Ireland requires an emotional lift. There's a certain amount of emotion that goes into it. Regardless of how it goes, it is difficult to be that emotional two weeks in a row. It is difficult. So... South Africa by eight, and I honestly, I'm going to say it now, Scotland are going to pip the Irish next week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or are they playing them next week? 
Um, mm, I'll check the match thing in a second. Uh, going on to Sunday, Scotland versus Tonga. Ah, Scotland. Scotland. Scot- Scotland by 17. Scotland by 8. Mm, Scotland by 13. Right, on to a game where we are going to ask some serious questions. Uh, Wales, Australia, last game next week, this week, Sunday. Australia by... <laughs> no, no, Australia by, by nine. Really? Yeah. Wales, Wales by three. Guys, guys, <laughs> Wales are cut. No, they're cut, but, but so are Australia. But Wales, <laughs> guys, Wales, Wales are horrendous, guys. Like, how? Oh, man, two shit teams. How do you do this? Come on. Yeah, I, I don't know. Australia, I think Australia are more desperate at the moment than Wales are. Well, they need to pull, both teams are going to need to pull something out the hat. So, but I've gone for Wales. I think um, they all play a very similar style. And I just think that, um, I think that Wales will pip them. At the set, we're playing Warren Ball the whole time. Yeah, I say Wales by ten. Is is anyone else surprised by the number of handling areas errors in this game? Like people's hands aren't functioning. It's extremely humid. It's humid, man. Have you ever played in humid conditions? Yes. No, but like proper humid, not humidity in Zimbabwe. Yeah, I have. How hard is the ball to hold on to? As hard as it when it's wet. When it's, wet. it's worse. It's worse. It's worse. It's way worse. There's a, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of handling errors. A lot of wonderful plays just killed by knock-ons. But anyway, well, certain as, teams are playing as it well, pulls down. I'm assuming it'll get better. Second, you know, look, at, there are some teams that seem to play a lot better uh, in yeah. those conditions. But I mean, like, yeah, like generally, Fiji, I'm shocked, eh? Like Fiji, yeah. yay! Dude's hand hands are safe, especially in that Wales game. You're like, oh, the the pace that they're running onto the ball at. Yeah, it's hectic. Yeah, so there it is. We've got our predictions, gentlemen. Poof. Gonna be some weekend. It's gonna be some weekend. It's gonna be I can't wait. That that game, I think the world's gonna shut down. It's so sad. It's at nine o'clock though. Before we leave. Mm. It might be worth just going through who's on the top of the tables of the pools. That that doesn't matter, man. We don't need those permutations. We'll do it the last round. <laughs> That's when it's when, when, when we'll, next week is when we'll do it because then we'll know who's, we will have a better idea of who's going to go home. Who's and the last chance that of Fiji, Fiji, don't fuck it up. Just don't yeah, they need to back it up. They need to back it up now. They they're a weekend off. Yeah, they're a weekend they're, off so they can rest up. Rest up. They need some contact. They need an element of contact. You don't want ring rust. The worst thing here is getting ring rust. You don't want it. You don't need it. You need some contact. Controlled, well, but you need something. I think they've got a. They've got quite a. I think, I'm sure they'll. They've. They've. They've got quite a big technical team. I'm sure they'll be able to manage it. They'll find a way around it. Now they'll figure it out. They won't give them complete rest. Mm-hmm. They won't. But anyway, it's on. Let's go. Let's go. Thank you so much for joining us. And yeah, I guess. Oh, can we have Met on? Uh, <laughs> next we week? need to have and we need to have Tino, please. I, I really need to know. Let's just have Tino and Met because there's some needs to be some laughter here. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you not laugh at the expense? <laughs> We're not laughing. We, no, we, we okay, fine. We want to have a, a discussion. Yeah, we literally just said yeah, we, we want to have a discussion with 
Guys, listen, hold on. With Matt, we need to bring him back down to earth because he's going to get carried away. Because we know he's going to be like, oh, the prisoner's box, box, box. Ah, calm down. With Tino, we need to just check if he's okay. Because, you know, it's tough. Right? It's tough out here, man. This, 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 check, check, check on your mates. Check on your mates. Check on your mates. You need to check on the boys and see how they're doing. Yeah? It's rough mate, out yes. here. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, thanks for joining us. And we'll catch up with you next week. Peace out. Peace, Peace. out.